It's Dean Leggy and Fletcher Page here on Dog Post Roundtable. Fletcher, uh, we we are uh, 10 days away, actually, now from the start of – well, not the start of college football season. We're actually 10 days away from Georgia starts. Uh, Colorado State, Mike Bobo, and the fight in Mike Bobo's are going to be playing Oregon State on Saturday. Uh, so everyone will get their pal palate wet with that one, and then we will barrel on towards an exciting um, – Really, really, it is an exciting start to the season uh, of college football with a lot of marquee games. Looks like Georgia, though, is uh, going to be the consensus number 15 team in the country heading into the season, which you think you and I both have said that's about right, right? Yep. I don't. Yeah. You know, preseason. You know my thoughts on this. Did you? No, I don't know your thoughts on this. Neither do the listeners because you're not saying them. Oh, no, we, I think we went over it. I think we both pretty well diminished the um, validity and, and the, uh, Import. Import, the importance of uh, such, a, such a number. Okay, well, then we will move along to what to expect these last few days of – I mean, Kirby's still calling this camp, which is kind of – you know, I don't want to be that guy, but it seems to me like I think there is a specific um, – there is a legitimate specific time where fall camp in the NCAA ends. And unless things have changed, that's that's very shortly after school starts. You only have a X amount of time in camp where things are unlimited. So he uses the term camp a lot. But it all this may be semantics, but what are, what are we to expect here these last 10 days? I mean, no one is talking at all about Nick Chubb. No one is talking about Sonia Michelle. The thing that's coming out more than anything else right now, Fletcher, are concerns. I mean, naturally, but that's what's being discussed more than anything else. What what should we be talking about? Should we be talking about what to be concerned about? I think it, that's, that's just a byproduct of running out of things to talk about. It's, it's the inverse of the Carlton Thomas All-Stars, which is a spring feature where everybody is Can awesome. Can you explain... Yeah, yeah, go they, go yeah. dive into that one. Well, the Carlton Thomas All Stars is um, it's a, a group comprised of players in the spring that people talk about because in the spring everybody uh, everybody's in the running, so to speak, for playing time, and plus everybody's kind of getting their their opportunities there. It's kind of like uh, you know, it's kind of like minor league baseball or something. So there's a lot of optimism going on there, and when it gets to fall camp. Uh, you spent all summer, or you spent eight months talking about all the possibilities that players can have, and then you almost kind of run into the opposite in fall camp, where you already know what Nick Chubb is, you already know what yeah. Sony Michelle is, as long as he's not been riding four wheelers. Um, so then you start doing, so then you then you sort of discard known commodities and just start. Uh, you start going over things you don't know about, and whenever you don't know about something it becomes a quote, a concern or a question mark. So then you can have a headline of does Georgia have enough depth on the offensive line question mark. And of course you really have no way of answering that. So in the spring it goes from look at all these new offensive linemen that Georgia could use in the fall to can any of these offensive linemen play in a game in a month. And so uh, it's an interesting cycle kind of the way it goes. Uh, the fall camp point is interesting given that it's not fall and that it will end before summer's over. I think what we need to do in yeah. terms of semantics, <laughs> I'm making this a decree. Um, if you go somewhere, like I know that Cincinnati, their football team, they have a football team, by the way, 
It's not just a school that Oscar Robinson played basketball in. Um, Illinois does this. They actually go somewhere for a week away from campus. Um, that's a camp. So that, that would be your preseason camp. Uh, everything else should just be, what, preseason. How about that? Because it's not fall and it's really not camp if you're just on campus and it's August. So it should be preseason camp. Preseason, preseason work. How about that? And they just have called it camp for so long, man. I mean, I don't really know what else you're supposed to, you know, do or say about it. But um, Georgia should go to, as, uh, as you know. I'm trying to think where Georgia could go to camp somewhere in Georgia that would. Well, yeah, I mean, Young Harris. You could go anywhere else that has. No, it's too nice. That you could kind there. of get away. It's too nice in Young Harris. You would want. Uh, you don't want to go somewhere where it's miserable and it makes people tougher. So would that be like bug scuffle or, or? <laughs> you? I don't know. Uh, really, what you would want to do, and uh, you tell me if this is a violation of NCAA rules, you would want to do it in Gwinnett County somewhere. If 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 if, if you could, well, for recruiting, I'm sure it's a violation of rules. But if you could, if you could figure out how to have a complex there where you know University of Georgia's Gwinnett campus is. Of course you would have it there because you could easily host recruits and all this stuff. But um, I think the SEC has done away with being able to, to play or to practice elsewhere other than your campus, if I'm not mistaken. I could be a little bit ignorant on that one. But I, look, you know, I want to get back to the offensive line real quick because I, I think you really love to um, – like to twist what's that the knife. What's the word? Twist that knife. Yeah. Look, I, I, they've got their five, it looks like to me. Um, so – you know, Dyshawn Sims started a lot last year. It doesn't look like he's going to be a starter this year. It looks like he's probably going to be a contributor. Um, Solomon Kinley appears to be taking a lot of the reps where he was um, or would have been. And it looks like Andrew Thomas is their left tackle of the future, which means right now he's going to play right tackle. That leaves a lot of guys not starting who I think are going to be uh, pretty good players by the time it's said and done. Uh, why don't you pick apart the offensive line and let you know let people feel your anger about it? Well, I, really, my I don't really have that much anger about it. We could play a game though, where I could you could okay. call me like uh, Mister Feelgood or something, where you could give me anything and I could somehow try to shit all over it, make you feel bad about it. I could be the right. you could call me the cooler. Uh, I think. Give me the starting line. Oh, Isaac again. Nada. Give, give me, no, give no, me no, something no, bad no. about Isaac Nada. Oh, you just want to say uh, Isaac Nada. Uh, that you couldn't, you couldn't bring your girlfriend around that guy. I mean, it'd just be miserable because uh, you'd just be worried the whole time that things were going to be over in your relationship. Uh, give me offensive Give me your five. Give me your five on the line. All right, I'm not. I don't have the board in front of me, so let me make sure that I. You know, it should be Isaiah Wynn. Uh, yeah, left guard is um, Pat Allen. Okay, Pat wow. Allen. Uh, so the two guys on the left are a little bit smaller than everybody else. Uh, Lamont Gellyard is playing center. Solomon Kinley is playing uh, right guard at like 340 pounds. And then uh, Andrew Thomas will be the right tackle at 320. Well, it's not that. You're, listen, if you want me to take the stance of knocking this, let's see. I'll start on the right side here. Uh, Andrew Thomas has never played a game, right? 
Solomon Kinley. Actually, no, not two of those. Several of those guys. Hold on. I got to go one by one to really sharpen my. Oh, yeah, really. Okay. Right. Solomon Kinley actually has played in a game, right? But it's almost like one of those bizarro seasons that doesn't count because he actually didn't he retro redshirt. You talking about Kinley? Yeah. I, I don't know what happened there, but yes, I love the that, retro. I love retro red shirts because it's like. I th- but I think he only played in one game. I think he played against Missouri, hey, and then they were like, "Hey, he's right. hurt or something." Right. So he's a retro red shirt. Only has played in like one game. That uh, is kind of like a ghost. Um, when is a uh, when's good? I'm not saying anything bad about that kid. Um, Pat Allen is, I don't know that he's ever played a significant snap, right? I can't remember, like, if he played against Auburn or Tech. I'm sure, I'm sure he did. And if he played in those games, that would be, that would have to be considered significant snaps. I don't think he's ever started a significant game. No. If you ever asked some, well, so you got three, you got, if you can't remember, then it doesn't count. So yeah, that's concerning. No, it's not that it doesn't count. It's just me being. It's just me being straight up. I mean, I think the biggest concern about the offensive line, I'll do the biggest concern and the biggest you know good thing. The biggest concern about the offensive line is three of them uh, have really never started before, and, and you know that's a, that's an issue. Um, well, yeah, there you go. That's what I just said. The, Right. the The good news is that you're more talented on the offensive well, line. I was going to say, the, the concern, I mean, that's the biggest not, concern that's with the offensive line really is the is is now. Uh, the The future is pretty awesome there. I mean, you correct. There's some names listed that are actually kind of surprised me. I mean, there was a time when I thought Pat Allen was a pretty pretty good bet to be a, a tackle. Uh, and helped George out a lot. It didn't materialize, and now you're mentioning him at guard. So that's a good resurgence for him. Um, mm-hmm. But there's some names in there that, you know, I, I might have thought that Wilson would have been in there instead of Tom. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's kind of the problem is that you know your tackles you, you kind of you know there's not a lot of tackles on any football team, and Andrew Thomas is an obvious tackle. I'm right. not saying Isaiah Wynn is. I don't. I don't. I think probably Isaiah Wilson is a tackle, um, but Andrew Thomas is one hundred percent. So then, if Andrew's playing the right tackle, and um, excuse me, is starting at right tackle, and Wynn is starting at left tackle, it's just kind of like, well, you know, those guys may play tackle. Isaiah Wilson may play tackle sooner than later, or eventually, or Demarcus Hayes may play tackle. But if they're not going to play tackle, do we look at them at guard as well? And the answer is, yeah. I mean, I think they're just looking around to see who's going where. They know that Sims can play basically any position. Probably not ideal for left tackle, but everywhere else he'd be okay. But these other guys like Isaiah and DeMarcus Hay, those guys are massive. Justin Schaefer's a big guy. I'm just not sure if he's ready for this year. I'm not sure if uh, Notori Johnson's ready for this year. But Ben Cleveland is, DeMarcus Hayes is, and Isaiah Wilson is. And and those guys are not going to sit out. And then you've got Sims. So... They're going to have at least nine guys playing. Question is, you know, the question is, how much will the guys, the, the the four guys not starting, how much will they play? And it seems to me like they're going to play a fair amount. They're they're going to be out there. Yeah, I did my best to be negative. Uh, I mean, obviously the position is in a good is in a good place, especially if you're looking at it in, in a long term trajectory. Um, so uh, it's just going to be 
you got to get those guys through first couple weeks and you know I'm sure there's going to be some 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 issues early um, or it might not be ideal right now but certainly the position has transformed especially with the last recruiting class hey look I don't think we need to I don't think we have to wait until next week to talk about Appalachian State we're you know let's let's talk about what to expect from this team in this first game because at you know App State is 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 not like Central Michigan. They're they're probably a, a, a bump above that, but they're not NC State either. You know, like they're, Georgia should win this game. It's a you know, it's it's a legitimate foe, I guess you could say, but it's not a game they should really lose. And, and App State, with the exception of the Tennessee game this past year, they've basically been blown out by everybody since 2013 that are big league teams. So. What what should we really what what is the realistic thing? I mean, like what what is what should people expect from Jacob coming in this game? Oh, so we're on the quarterback. Well, well I, what else do you want to talk about? The no, kickers. Um, I just think it gets things rolling for you. I mean, obviously, uh, they have these preseason scrimmages for a reason. I think that's probably your most valuable time. Uh, to learn about your team. So now it's basically just you're taking another step forward in terms of it's a game, uh, but it's another opportunity. Obviously, we just laid out how much uh, time uh, and reps will probably mean to at least three three of the five offensive linemen. So, um, you know, I don't necessarily think Nick Chubb needs uh, any time against Appalachian State, but I, I certainly think Jacob Eason will. Uh, it'll be very it, – there's a couple of easy stats to look at. Um, you can break it down, but Jacob needs probably to get his completion percentage up. I don't even know what his completion percentage was last year, uh, but if I had to guess, uh, I would say it wasn't high enough. So uh, that's a pretty easy uh, marker to start to start with is, is just to get him rolling and for it to be, um, you know, a, a live scrimmage situation with a full Sanford Stadium. Um, that's the kind of – that's the way I look at these games. I know – I know people get riled up about this not being a Power 5 opponent or if some people call these games cupcake games. Obviously, App State's a little bit different than some other opponents, but I just look at it like that. It's an opportunity to learn. Yeah, that's what gets kind of a coach's answer, actually. It's probably boring. Um, but Yeah, what what are you, you know, I don't know what you're, when is Kentucky, what time does Kentucky play that Saturday? Well, see, that's the thing. Uh, they are playing at Southern Miss in a game that I still can't believe was scheduled because it's at Southern Miss. And luckily, um, I, didn't ha- I wasn't put on that flight. So I will be at home watching all these things. So when you're, when you're taking in, I mean, <laughs> Georgia will play at 645, is that right? Did they play against Appalachian State? Isn't that right? Something like that. Uh-huh. They might be 730, golly, I can't remember anything. But um, when you are, basically, you'll have one eye on Alabama, Florida State, and probably one eye on another decent game, Florida, Michigan, whatever it is. Yeah. But when you, when you flip to watch Georgia play, uh, Will you be surprised if they're not up by more than three at the half? Uh, I don't know. That's hard to answer. I mean, if there's like if App State was to get like a kickoff or a turnover or something and, and kept it closer, uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily count points off for Georgia, understanding the circ- the circumstance. But 
you know, I would be I would be surprised if they weren't just dominating in yards, to, total yards, and time of possession. Yeah, yeah. So they lost. I gotta say though, they, they did lose a game like that last year to to some degree the Tech game, but they definitely the the Vanderbilt game they completely dominated that game and lost. And so, you know, you want to put some points on the board. You want the defense to account for maybe a, three points somehow, basically creating a short field to where. Even the offense doesn't get a first down; they can kick a field goal, or um, or even scoring a touchdown themselves. The defense that you know, I think when the defense scored last year, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head against North Carolina, against Auburn. Um, usually, when your defense scores, it's kind of hard to lose. Um, yeah, but I, I I do think Fletcher that um, it would be Georgia's defense has got, you know, its head coach takes very seriously what what the expectations are for the defense. Mm-hmm. And he and he's right. This this should be a completely dominant defense. This defense in theory should score about 6 to 8 points uh, 6 to 8 times this year. I mean, right. that's probably a little aggressive, but let's just say it should, let's just call it 4. They should score 4 times this year somehow. Safety um, you know, touchdowns, stuff like that. That they should score this year, and and they might not need it against Appalachian State. You know, who don't you don't know, but they should go, go more than twice scoring this season themselves. That should be one mark, and then the other thing should be, hey, are you just not allowing the other team to run? Well, yeah, I mean, that's that. Yeah. yeah, I think from this defense, it's it's obvious to say get after the quarterback, turn the football over. Um, but stopping the run is they great. Great though, they're not great against getting after the quarterback last year. They were right. okay. Well, that's why that's why I'm saying is obviously we talked about in this day and age, where uh, sort of the bend don't break uh, defense mentality is it's hard to apply now given all the advantages that offenses have, and it, it really has enabled them to score. Uh, so now I really appreciate a a dynamic game-breaking, playmaking defense that's going for turnovers and, like you said, trying to score. Um, and g- getting after the quarterback is sort of right along with that, being aggressive. But obviously at, in the SEC and in the long run, this and the way that Georgia's offense is built, uh, stopping the run, while it may not be as glamorous as, you know, the way that I'm thinking about, you know, trying to score points and get turnovers, stopping the run is always going to be key. But I, I do want to make this point. Georgia needs to come out of the gate well here. Uh, even if they're still going to win the race, they need a good start no matter what because of the optics now, of... Why, yeah, why? The optics of very quickly, and I know it, people say it doesn't matter what's going on outside of Butts Mirror. It doesn't matter what's being said on Twitter. But given that so many times last year Georgia's offense either A, had no answers, or B, had no identity, or both... Uh, you know, whether it be the Nickel State game, Ole Miss, Florida, on down the list. There's so many times where you just really, maybe most of it was probably due to the offensive line and also for a freshman quarterback and also for a first-year, you know, first-year head coach coordinator coming in and reestablishing things. But you can't, you can't fumble around against teams like Appalachian State, as talented as they may be, 
because people very quickly will recall how that felt last year. And once it carries over from one season to the next, you got yourself a bad trend. And that's just not the way George, that's not the way George needs to start this thing off with a Jim, Jim Chaney doesn't know what he's doing, or we don't look like we have an identity on offense kind of cry early just for the simple optics of it. And also for the application of it working moving forward. Hey, uh, in 2016, just going backwards a little bit here. I thought you were going to do a live read from our sponsor. (laughs) Speaking of that, (laughs) we're looking for a sponsor. You know, uh, Clemson had a really bad start to the season last year. I mean, they they just didn't play well. And they wound up winning the national championship. Ohio State, I think, has goofed around at times with teams like Michigan State where there are times and seasons where – you you really do need to um, you do you need to gut it out, but yeah, I mean it's always better to look nice and win than it is to you know to not look nice and win. But at the end of the day, I think winning is the number one you know the totally number one agree. thing. I totally. I mean, agree. but I I I don't know that just like looking like a bunch of superstars. That's just the damn it. That's the problem with week one. It's just so incomplete. And in two thousand, in two thousand three, um, you know, in two thousand two, even you know, Georgia in 2 uh, sort of saved themselves against Clemson, um, and then they saved, they certainly saved themselves against South Carolina two weeks later. In '03, they just beat the living daylights out of um, Clemson, and then they beat Carolina pretty good. Those were the starts to the seasons that I remember. I mean, Boise State, they absolutely drilled them. Um, in 2005, and then in 11, you know they they got Boise by a pretty good amount. Whatever the score, top of my head, but it was a decisive win. Um, the first game, man, it's, it's. I think you can take aspects of the first game and say, hey, this is this is going to go well, or this is really going to be a problem. But for the most part, it's it's sometimes the first game. Sometimes with the first game. You just don't know. I mean, like last year, people had you know, Kirk Herbstreit had Georgia going to the Orange Bowl Ouch. after the first, after, what, after what they did in North Carolina. Just just turns out North Carolina just wasn't very good. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I agree. But I, and again, I, you don't want to make too much of it. I, you don't want to make too. Like I said, I mean, there's many things that could be going right. on with App State, whether it be a kickoff or punt return or something, keeping it close. But I'm just talking about the way that you feel. Whenever the offense is on the field, uh, it's something that you just inherently feel this way. Hey, there's a good chance that they're going to score. There's a good chance they're not going to score. And last year, by the end of the season, I think just about everybody was just just did not have any confidence in that offense. And I've already listed all the reasons. So for you want to yeah. you don't want to start off the season just sort of back into that. So now now you've got your fresh start. No matter who it's against or what it is, and I know it's just one game, but you don't want to get you. You just want to want to go ahead and, like I said, get out of the gate. Even if you're still going to win the race, if you get a bad start, I just don't think this is the time for a bad start. For the optics of it. Well, yeah, I mean, if this were Mark Rick's, you know, sixth season, and you right. get off to a bad start, you know, that's one thing. Kirby, I do think Kirby does need a good season. Uh, he, you know, there's very few coaches who don't need a good season, <laughs> but, um, you know, for Kirby 
the biggest thing is the the defense is. I'm t- it's gonna be. It's hard for me to imagine that the defense is gonna have a problem or be a problem. You know, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but right. it, it seems that, that way. That, to there's me. a reason too why. And again, we're but we're in we're in preseason camp talking point mode where I'm complaining about something. So yeah, the defense not not too concern, not as concerned about. Uh, but you know, Jim Cheney's the one that was kind of in battle last year, so he's the one that you know, he's the one that doesn't need. Uh, you know, a couple punts or maybe a turnover early there in that first half, and you're thinking, oh boy. <laughs> so uh, I, I would imagine he, he's probably probably glad was glad to put a, hopefully put the close the book on last season. He opened up with something fresh, and again, this is where it starts. You know, this is where against Florida, when Georgia could not move the ball or score, that was sort of the yeah. feel, the the feeling that you had during that Florida game, and I watched that game. That was it, it's funny how it kind of stacks up. It's like your memory is that old miss game, that Nichols Nickel State game where you're going, Georgia can't offensively do anything that you know exudes confidence, makes me think they're gonna be able to win this game. And it stacks up, and then by the time you're to the Florida game, you're like, This is bad. You know, like this is not working. Uh, this offense can't move the ball or score the ball. And so, you know, you, you want to start with that App State game. Start, start, the, start that memory and those feelings that start creeping in on third and eight. You, you want to feel that you're going you're gonna to make an 11-yard completion on third and eight instead of getting ready to send a punter out there. Well, here's the thing. Here's, if you look at the way, two, two things. Number one, they had trouble on offense last year because the offensive line could not do what it needed to do when it needed to do it. Now, that, that, that's just all there is to it. If, if <laughs> You know, you're fourth and one against Vanderbilt, and you run a sweep because there was no confidence that you could, you know, run forward. Okay, uh, against Georgia Tech, you can't get a first down. Okay, that's because you couldn't run the ball effectively, which is insane. So I think what's going to happen this this year is they are going to either run the ball effectively with who they've got, or they're going to get those guys out of there and they're going to put in the beef. And it might just be it might just be a bunch of younger kids or the bigger kids that go in there. The other thing that um, – I mean, I just find it, Fletcher, hard to believe that, that they're going to struggle the way they did running the ball last year at times. But we'll see. The other, thing to notice, the, the other thing to notice about the offensive line is that you mentioned earlier – I mean, we talked about Pat Allen way more than Pat Allen ever needs to be discussed. But that's all right. We, I mean, I know I felt like he probably could be a tackle – when I was watching him compete during some of the camps and so forth, but he kind of disappeared and so forth. I mean, Stacy, um, whoever the guy was that replaced uh, Will Friend, I mean, that just that was a bad look. That did, that was a tough year. You had just a disaster on offense, so he lost a year. But um, you've got two guys on the left hand side, Jacob Eason's blind side. You got two guys on that side who, in theory, were supposed to be tackles. That is obviously the hey we're protecting our quarterback side. There, there's there's no freshman over there. On the right hand side, on the other hand, and you've got some big deal beef. I mean, you've got some big nasties on that side. Andrew Thomas looks like a tackle, but again, he's more than 320 pounds. That's a big tackle. He looks the part right now. So I, I think you're seeing what they're doing. They're saying, hey, look. We're going to run right. Just get ready for it. We're right. coming right at you on the right-hand side of the line. And if the left-hand side of your defense is not work, uh, ready, then uh, you're going to have a you're going to have a long day. And they're just going to run. They're just going to try to run all over people. 
I, th- I think that's what they're going to try to do. They're trying to run all over people, but with the quick pass game or the quick game, what I'm calling quick game, I don't really know another better term for it other than Fletcher. They're just getting the ball out of Jacob's hands so fast, it feels like, with these slants and these patterns to the flat. Uh, defenses are going to be defending 53 and a half feet with the width. It's, it's going to be... It's going to be challenging. If Georgia's clicking sort of at all, it is going to be challenging to deal with all quadrants of the field. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be challenging. Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, I'm looking for some stats here from our man, David Hill. He had posted some stats from Jalen Hurts last year. Now I can't find them. But it was basically, you, well, made, he- you made the point just, um, that for Jalen Hurts, what they did last year was most of his completions were right at the line of scrimmage, um, yep. and you just sort of let your playmakers take it away. Uh, so I- I'm with you. I mean, it's pretty clear if you get any sort of push with Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle, what they've got, it's it's not too hard. Football ain't that hard sometimes, you know. They have five legitimate running backs. I mean, two two of them are better than the other three, but the other three are not are not bad football players. And they got legit. They got a sick psychopath on the way coming. I've just that kid Zamir White. I, he did some things live. I I've not seen a lot of. I mean, he he was basically like a little bit shorter Todd Gurley. Um, I think Todd's better, but. Well, I'm not sure I wouldn't take Zamir White over all the guys on the on the roster right now. I mean, he 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 was that good. He's a little bit different back than Nick is, but man, he he just did things. But but anyway, they've got five legit backs right now. I mean, they, they're going to come at you. I just don't know if you're going to have a break. Yeah, it looks like like right here, uh, David has tweeted. Uh, this is passes one pl- one or more yards downfield. Uh, Jalen Hurts was fifty three percent on those passes. Jacob Eason was forty nine point seven percent. Both have fifteen touchdowns to eight interceptions. So, well, Jacob just J- look. Jacob Mike Bobo told me he threw the prettiest deep ball he's ever seen of anybody. Period. Stafford, whoever. Joe, so, Joe, even not better than Joe Cox. Better than Joe Cox. I'm just kidding. But you know, Joe had a good Joe had a better, good deep ball. Better than the national player of the week. Joe had a good deep ball. You know, yeah, he did. You know who he also had at the end of the deep ball? AJ Green. So yeah, that, that helps. But um, <laughs> um Jacob can make that throw. He can make those throws, but he is still, you know, he had a lot of transition this past year. I think he's gonna make more mistakes this year because they're gonna ask him to do more. And people are just going to have to get used to the fact that you know this is this is my just way of putting it. You know, real men throw interceptions, and you just have to get you know you have to understand that guys are going to make bad decisions, bad throws, and um, I think you should expect Jacob to make some bad decisions and some bad throws, but you should also expect because of that that he will be more productive in the passing game in general, and you know eight interceptions is you know not great but it's it's certainly not it's not bad at all i mean matthew was very poor with the ball his freshman year aaron murray 
wasn't horrible necessarily considering how much he threw it. But even Matthew, and even Aaron had uh, reduced his interceptions over time. I think for me, I think Jacob's interceptions will go higher simply because he's going to be throwing more balls. And it's, it's going to be a, per, a percentage rate. The other thing that Jalen did that Jacob won't be doing is the threat right. of the run. So, yeah, that's that's – that's something that you know, Jacob. I did see them run the option a little bit at Georgia. Um, I didn't know what to make of that. Uh, it was bizarre to me to see Nick on the left, Sony on the right, and Jacob in the middle running towards the line of scrimmage with the ball. I just thought there was something really just mm-hmm. frightening about that on a lot of different levels. It's like seeing your wife come out with different color hair. Um, so it was it was a really weird look, but. You know, you never can know what they'll do. I just, I do think this is going to be quick game Georgia. I think the difference between Jim Donnan's final game at Georgia and Mark Rick's game, first game at Georgia, it's not going to be that pronounced where Mark was just trying to go as fast as possible, run up to the line, speed the game up. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. You could get some speed game too. What I'm talking about is quick distribution of the pigskin. That's what I think will happen. I think you're going to see toss sweeps. You're going to see tosses, uh, uh, you know, tosses to the flat from Jacob, quick slants, stuff like that. These slower developing, I don't think it's going to happen, uh, Fletcher. And and I know we're just, we're kind, I'm just kind of who's gonna, rattling who's off. Gonna the have the most who's going to have the most receptions this season? I would, would guess me, Cole would. Not Terry God or sixteen. Who's uh, often? What now? Not Terry Godwin. Look, it also, by the way, it could be it could be Isaac Nana. Um, I don't think it will be Terry because I think what because of the way they're going to throw the ball, I think Terry is not going to be as prevalent in that as he will be in the other aspects of the game, which would be the deeper ball. And the mid level, mid level ball. These these short, you know, between five line uh, between the line of scrimmage or behind and five yards from the line of scrimmage, those are going to be balls to the tight ends, to the running backs, to the slant, uh, to the slot receiver, to guys like that, guys like Javon Wims and so forth. They in theory are going to be the guy that when they fake that ball, that's where they're going to be going. They're going to be going to Javon deep down the field. Now. You know, we'll we'll see what happens uh, when they do that, but that's what I think, man. I mean, eh. that's what they've been practicing, man. I mean, like you know, if 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 all you show the media, if you're you know college basketball team, if all you show the media is that you're going to run zone defense, you know, naturally you would expect them to get out there and run zone run zone defense and and be in a two three or some whacked out zone defense rather than a straight up man. They've been practicing this this uh, this quick game stuff for months. I don't know why they would just be showing that out there in order to never do it. I mean, they they showed the option once, and they're not going to be running the option. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. That might be a two point play or something. But they're not, they're not doing that. But if this quick game stuff with the guys they got, I mean, DeAndre Swift, Sony Michelle, those guys are a nightmare in the flats for, for a linebacker. I mean, how is a linebacker going to stop them on third and three in the flats, Fletcher? It's not going to happen, or it shouldn't. 
Let's see, Terry Godwin had eight catches for 78 yards against Georgia Tech in 2015, which that was Mark Rick's last game. Yeah. And then he has not had more than five catches in a game since. Last season seemed interesting for him. Well, again, they've upgraded their receiver talent, I, I would argue, since then. I mean, who who was on that 15 team at receiver? Malcolm. You had Malcolm, who was, I think, wasn't he banged up at the beginning of the season? Or am I just forgetting when Malcolm was hurt? It seemed a lot. So you had Malcolm, Terry, and... I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, Isaiah McKenzie, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so you had a you had a couple NFL guys. I'm not sure these guys are so much more talented than the guys I just mentioned. I mean, Malcolm Mitchell was a real problem for other people, but um, there's just more of them. I mean, there's there's more depth. There's you know, I mean, Chigbu was on that 15 team, if I'm not mistaken. Young, young. Uh, he was young though. He was no, I know, but he was out there. I mean, the tight ends now are way better than they were back then. Yeah. Um, there just is there are there are more moving targets in the air game than they had, and you know fifteen was about running the ball. I mean Grayson Lambert wasn't getting you anything in the air, so you had to run the ball, and we couldn't. And when you ran it, Mark said, "Shit, we're not even going to try to throw it." And that's why Grayson wound up with fewer than a hundred yards against Auburn, against uh, Georgia Tech, against Alabama, against uh i think he had 110 or something like that against vanderbilt i mean he just wasn't a serviceable quarterback so they had to run it with jacob obviously he has the ability to throw the ball so they're going to try to throw it some but i'm telling you they would love to have him at about 24 throws and that's it if, if they could do it that way or maybe a controlled 30 throws where you're getting into the flats but I'm get, we're getting kind of nerdy here on some of this stuff. I feel like I've been talking a lot about the this so, this so-called quick game, but yeah, I've been deleting my emails this whole time. We've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No, it's all uh, good. All right. Hey, look, that's where what's we're your at. favorite? Part? What? I mean, I don't know what else there is to what's talk. The what's the question? What's the question? you kind of get the point with fall. Who the backups are? And that that's basically what's going on. Guard, who's the backup right now? Um, you know, you know who the backup, you know, running backs are. Um, I think we know who the backup. I mean, it seems to me that Jake Fromm is a backup quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to play. You they know, that, need, that you is know what? A real they, doubt to me. Yeah, this is the point where they need. It, you really wish that the, that the game started here this Saturday because you got you're going to have to go another week because we're we're out of things to talk about. You just gotta now. Now you're just to the point where you hope nobody gets hurt, and uh, you just get to it. Yeah. And now you're just ready to go because you're ten days away. And we, we we're we're scra- we've we've gone through. We're not scraping the bottom of the barrel. We're we're scraping whatever's underneath the barrel. We knocked the floor out here. Yeah, there's just not. It's just time to start playing football. I'm t- I ne- we need to hear the band and uh, or the bands plural, and it's it's time to get it going, man. Yep, I'm I'm excited. I always like this time of year. Yeah, everybody's undefeated. All right, well, look, Fletcher. Well, everybody's undefeated for now. For now, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right, now Fletcher, behave yes. yourself up there until next week, okay? I'll see you guys soon.